All right, we are live. Nimble with numbers here. Sorry, the intro. It wanted to. It wanted to keep playing. It was so excited. It was so mm. jazzed up for the DFS money shot. I am Scott Simpson. Uh, I'm excited to be here tonight with a special guest. Don't call him Michael Hasselhoff. He's just the Hoff. Mm. I'm so excited, Michael. Welcome to the DFS money shot. Thanks for joining me today. Um, first of all, I, I want to get into a little bit about you before we talk about you know the sh the show and us. Tell us a little bit about your background. I know that your resume reads up and down uh, fancy football, you know, from start to finish. Tell us a little bit about what you do and where we can find you. Well, first things first, absolute blast to be uh, recording with you. You know, we've, we've always, you know, talked off, uh, you know, talked on the side, little DMs here and there. So love the way you conduct yourself on Twitter. So it's a blast to be here. But, uh, yeah, so – Gridiron experts, I've been there for a long time. Uh, now a, I guess, senior writer, which means I'm more important than just a regular writer. Mm, but, I like you it. know, so, so uh, yeah, right now I'm writing the DFS article. Um, last year I was doing start sits, but I decided I wanted to venture more over to DFS this year. So doing that. And, I mean, the FF face-off is really uh, the meat and potatoes of what I do. It's where a lot of my work goes into and focus and uh, yeah, so just doing that three, four times a week and getting ready in the slow early stages of the uh, mental health potathon part two. Ooh, I love that. And, and if, if you're not aware, um, you can find that at his Twitter handle. And that is at the FF Realist. There's links there. I went to and linked to Hayden Hurst's foundation. I followed yeah. them today. Um, I love what we had. You know, not not on the DFS you know, circuit necessarily, but I love what happened last week when uh, when he ran up and talked to Dak at the end of that game just a, a real poignant moment and uh, you know with with, with uh, friends and also family members who who need mental health support and who are hopefully are you know they're getting it I uh, I applaud you man and as soon as you you know kind of interest showed some interest in jumping on the show I was like yeah yeah this is this is the kind of guy who uh, yeah. he cares about football but he cares about others and the big picture of the community he's a part of so love yeah. it that you're on man I'm, I'm honored that you're here to be honest with you so and 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 you know what was funny was when that video came out with him and Dak, and then Dak at one point said, Let, "Let's uh, you know, let's collaborate together one day." Yeah. And Scott Fish tagged me in that, and right away my ears went up, <laughs> and I messaged Hayden Hurst right away, and I was like, "Well, you know, maybe, maybe. What do you think? What do you think?" So yeah, we'll see. I'm going to uh, lay down the groundwork and try and get you know, that, if we can that get Dak would be amazing. Oh man, that would be great. I think there is such a potential here in this community. Uh, just for amazing things. I know I saw it with my daughter when she was diagnosed and kind of the word got spread and, and people yeah. reached out and, you know, Denny did a podcast and people are sending me things in the mail and uh, it's unreal. And I think that sometimes on Twitter, we, we get the negative, you know, the, the, the kind of the, the loudest yeah. voice gets elevated, the, the meanest, the whatever it is. Uh, but there's an amazing group of people that you're a part of, that I'm a part of. Anthony's yep. a part of. There's a bunch of people who are who are here and I'm just excited to know and get to know this community and be a part of this. So this is uh, this is a treat. Like every yeah. single night I get a podcast to do with somebody like last night, it was with with, with uh, Chase and with Bo. I'm honored like this is I'm doing this with heads, people I love. So thank you for joining me and for all the work you do for mental health and for fantasy football. 
this is gonna be a blast. So you, talk, you talked about cheers, man. And um, what are you drinking, by the way? Let's introduce that mm. to the good people who are watching well, and also listening. Uh, right now, I have a uh, called Green Room. It's from the uh, Barrier Brewing Company. Uh, not too high on the alcohol content. I should put it in front of my microphone so people can see <laughs> it. Uh, that's pretty delicious. And then I've also got my uh, Jack Daniels single barrel. So that's also delicious. So, uh, yeah, having a good time with that. By the way, actually, since you're a beer guy, yeah. I'm not sure if you've heard of uh, Tavor. That's the uh, company that mails beer to your home. No. It's an app. You download it on your phone. Mm -hmm. T-A-V-O-U-R. And uh, they update it like two or three times a day. They just put new beers out there. And they're beers that maybe you might not be able to get like in, in your home state. Yeah. It gives you the breakdown of what's in it, alcohol content. You can make a box and have it mailed to your home. So, and uh, shamelessly, if you use a promo code FACEOFF, you can, uh, if you spend $25 or more, you get a $10 credit. So. Dude, I, I might have to talk to you after this about getting in, in, in bed with them. That sounds yeah. perfect for the no, Oktoberfest. Yeah, Man, I'm, delicious. For people not watching, I'm wearing my Oktoberfest hat. It's a, a German hat with a feather in it. It's got the, the sharp colors. I got the glass. Yeah, I got the beer. Uh, my beer is a local beer from here in Maryland. It is from True Respite, and it's mm. called Lagerhosen, and it's a Marzen. It's a 5.5%, but but, yeah. but but it's a tall boy, you know, and so oh. you get it, you get it, it comes in pints, uh, and so that's kind of how I like it. Yeah. I like the, the Jack is strong. If you ever bring any bourbon, whiskey, scotch, anything on the show, yeah. you know, I got to say you're strong to quite strong. My scotch is, is empty right now. Well, but, this is getting there. Uh, you know, we talk about this off air. I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> if anybody wants to send me some, eh, eh, SOS, I'm running low. So. Soon. Like, send it now. Right. Right now. Now. I love it. Excellent. Well, so you you do write DFS. You talk DFS. You, you are in DFS. So it was a real kind of perfect, um, you know, marriage here this weekend to have you on uh, talk a little DFS to go head to head. You up the ante. I'll give the folks a little history lesson on the show so far. I am one and one. Uh, the first week, I was defeated by Bo underscore McBig Time. He's a good good man. He defeated me one forty seven to one ten. That was a, that was an L for twenty. I came back last week with Chase though the FF intervention himself, and I beat him one thirty seven to one ten. So now I'm even, and I'm going up against Mike for. Uh, a nice 50 bucks. I like it. It's it's baller money. It's baller level. It's the first 50. Yeah. And uh, I want to hear a little bit about your background and, and wh where you come from in DFS and what your perspective is. Yeah. And actually, first things first, as far as the uh, the amount of money in which we are playing for today, when I talked to you, I had just gotten done. Lately, I've been liking to take a walk and I'll smoke a cigar. So I came back from my cigar. I'm feeling I'm feeling good. You know, I'm feeling a little groovy. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I started drinking some Jack, and then all of a sudden you say, "Yeah, you can pick these amounts." And I said, "You know what? F it. Let's let's go for fifty. Let's let's make some magic." So, uh, but yeah, DFS. I mean, I've always been a DraftKings guy. When I first started writing for uh, Gridiron Experts, I that's where I fell in love with DFS because after writing some, you know, some very low level articles, they I graduated to DFS, and yeah. I was just immersing myself in DraftKings. Um, and now I, after taking a break for about two years, writing other content, I just, I don't know what got into me, but I wanted to get back in the DFS. Um, mm -hmm. I just love that thrill. Like, yeah, listen, you have your season long and you know, you're chasing for the end and it's a marathon. Um, I want to, I want to sprint a little bit in 2020. So 
Yeah. I'm I'm loving being back in the DFS area here and just like the spreadsheets and putting everything together. I mean, I, you know, you're doing the same thing. It's just, it's, yeah. it's great. It's great. I love it. it it's infectious. And, yes. uh, you know, I want to catch it, you know, I, I love that. And, and, uh, for folks who don't know my story, you know, I, um, was working for a long time as an educator last couple of years, I've been an evaluator, a mentor, and you have to do a lot of writing 80 hours of, of work a week. Uh, and it was a Friday night and I got crushed all week and I've been writing up till midnight past every day. And I get home Friday. I've done. I put my 80 hours in. I still have work I have to do over the weekend. I know I'm going to have to write on Sunday. I'm going to have to do about 10 hours of writing on Sunday. So I broke. I broke, man. I went downstairs to the basement. I turned on DraftKings or FanDuel or whatever. I put it I put it in DFS and I started listening to a podcast, started looking at stuff online. And I was just like, I'm shit. I was like, I'm 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 gonna do this. And my, my wife's like, What are you talking about? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Uh, what are you talking about? You yeah. know, I'm like, get my credit card. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm a kind of guy who never spends money. Uh, when I got married, before I got married, my mother-in-law, you know, before she was a mother-in-law, she was vetting me, and she was just like, Hey, I want to talk to you about the seriousness of this relationship. How much money do you have in your bank account? And I said, uh, I got 30 G's. And she was like, Welcome to the family. Hi. Hey, what, How what are, are you? you? What's going on? And so I just, as as a new educator, I didn't didn't spend anything. I just I saved everything. I I'm not somebody. I grew up with five brothers and sisters, so you 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 didn't get a lot of stuff, and you didn't need yeah. a lot. Of your, you know, I'm content. I can live in my basement uh, and be happy. But but alas, my my wife just they want more. So that's why I chase uh-huh. I chased them. Long long story long story short, uh, it, it brought me here to to this moment where I'm facing off against my man Mike. The Hoffinator. Uh, can I call you that? Can I call you the, the Super Hoffer? Listen, yeah. as long as I keep putting down this jack, you can call me whatever the hell you want to yeah. call me. That's and, 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 and the long and the short of it is I wrote all night that night. It was a, a marathon writing. It's up on, on my website, Nimble W Numbers. If you deep dive in the archives, it's called A Shot in the Dark. And it's just a, a 40-year-old man who's been broken by the machine and who says no more. I'm, I'm tired of this. I don't, oh, I don't, I don't want to do this for anybody. I'm not writing for anybody else anymore. I'm doing it for me now. And it wasn't great. I mean, I'm Grammarly could just chop me up. I'm sure. But oh, uh, it was, it was from my heart and it's, and it stuck. And I wrote every single week for DFS and I played the GPPs every single week. And I won a couple hundred bucks here and there, but I fell deep, deep in love. Like you said, like just every yeah. single week, there's a new opportunity. Every single player, you look at them again each week. You, you, you see it, it. It's almost like, uh, season-long dynasty, you have these different perspectives, and, and you're kind of like looking at it. DFS is right here, right now, this matchup. And it helps you understand the game better. It helps you understand what's going to happen and how it should happen and what it should look like. And I love it, man. It is just a deep dive on in football, really. And and so. and and there's that there's that allure. Like, you know, listen, people always talk about chalk. And, I, you know, you could still play chalk and win. But to me, there's, a, there's that thrill of trying to catch that one player who maybe hasn't done well, maybe didn't do well last week, maybe right. hasn't done well yet, but you got that feeling and you invest in it. And when it takes all, just add, it's, it's an adrenaline rush for me. So DFS yeah. is uh it's a, it's a fun place to be. I love it. Excellent. Well, let's jump in. We've been kind of, you know, building up, lathering yeah. ourselves up, getting all excited mm. uh, right, right now on the screen. What I have here is um, if you're watching it, uh, on Periscope or later on YouTube, I have my template up, and this is you know nimble W numbers on one side versus the FF realist on the other. And what I do is I'm going to go position by position, just from top to bottom, using uh, the DK tool that they they put out that we you know that we enter our lineups in, and we we'll just talk about 
our players. I can tell from the start you got a hundred bucks left, and I have uh, zero, so I know our lineups have some variance, which I like. So yeah. let's drop down here on the first quarterback and see what we're working with. Oh, okay. Mm. All right, here we go. It's not. It's it's being fickle with me. Yeah. Well, you know, there don't we do that. that. That's how it happens. Right now, I have up uh, for for you. You have Kyler Murray against the the Detroit Lions at 6,800. Talk about Kyler. What do you see in him this week? Kyler Murray, actually, also, by the way, I'm listen, I understand this is a uh, short career thus far, but this is the highest price that he's ever come in with mm. um, this week. So there you go. Um, Alliance right now allowing the they, – well, they allowed the fifth most points last year, allowing the 12th most points to quarterbacks in, in the first two games this year. Mm. Um, the one thing I think is interesting where I think that – Kyler is going to break is that, well, I mean, you know, break a certain streak I'm about to mention is that the Lions, surprisingly enough, have not allowed a rushing touchdown by a quarterback mm. since week 17 of 2018. Wow. Um, cool. So I think that that is broken this week because Kyler has been running the ball mm-hmm. a lot. He ran it a lot against my 49ers um, and he, he, he ran a lot last week against the Washington football team. I think he's going to do it again. Um, Detroit, man, I just – I don't know what's going on with that defense. Matt Patricia I, – I find it fascinating. Defensive-minded coaches are hired, uh, and yet their defenses stink. Right. Um, <laughs> by the way – Right? The irony there. Uh, you know, that's like somebody hires me because I'm good with numbers, and all of a sudden I'm – like I walk in like one, two, three. You lost a million. I don't know what happened. It's gone. I don't know what happened. There, it was it, – yeah. But and, and Kyler is one of seven quarterbacks so far to finish with 20 points or more in the first two weeks. Uh, I believe your guy is one of them as well. Minshew was one of them, but uh, that didn't work out so well. That that ship just sunk. Yeah. yeah no, I, I I love the pick, and I think this game does shoot, and I think a lot of people see it shooting this weekend too. So what we're doing a head-to-head, and so what I like about a head-to-head is you're looking – you don't care what the other person is playing. You're right. playing the best players that you think are going to get the most points. It's okay if they have them too. We don't have them, but I love that Kyler Murray play. That's going to be one of my top – QB plays. I have like three or four QBs I'm playing this week. That's it. Mm. And so he is in that pool. Uh, the other guy I have, Russell Wilson, he's in that pool too. And, uh, you know, I, I looked at the the secondary for the Dallas Cowboys, and, man, they, they are just bad, like really yep. bad. And yeah. and uh, they, they lost you know, one of their starters who wasn't very good. He, uh, I, I forget his name. I'm going to pull it up real quick. I think I have it around here somewhere. Uh, he the, the, the starter last week, he's out. They they have just a triage unit in there. They're having a rookie start, you know this this weekend. He's banged up. He his shoulders hurt. It, it's not going to be pretty. So I love Russ to to be efficient. He's thrown four touchdowns of over twenty yards already. Mm-hmm. I mean, and guess what? Dallas gives up uh, a lot of throws. They've given up ten throws over twenty yards already in two games. So I mean, I don't see that not changing. I mean, I, I see that could be you know happening again. And and so I I love. I love Russ this week. You have to pay up for him. You do. But the value is there. You're getting your money's worth, I believe. I think he he does score in the 25-point range, kind of his floor is 20, his ceiling's, I don't know, 42. I have no idea. You know, but I, that's where I'm going. What do you think about Russ this week? Not not to mention on top of that. I, I do love Russ this week. But on, on top of that, you're also talking about that matchup against the Cowboys and that Seattle secondary 
hasn't been that great either. They've allowed right now, they've allowed the uh, what fourth most points to the quarterback position so far. So yeah. Russell Wilson, not only is he already having a good season to begin with, I think he's going to be in a position to have to throw the ball to keep up with Dak Prescott, who is also a uh, honorable mention of somebody I wanted to play uh, this week. I so, like that. Yeah. So uh, that, this is this week in particular – um, unless you're going with like a Ryan Tannehill, maybe against the Vikings, I think this is the week to pay up for quarterback, you yeah, know, for those yeah. top guys. So, for sure, no, I agree. I, I like that call too on the Tannehill because you know, we didn't pick him, but he his value is yeah. through the roof, you know, so far. Uh, touchdown machine, you wouldn't see that coming necessarily unless you pay attention to last year when he kind of did the same thing, <laughs> right? But, unless you, anyway, yeah, anyway. you pay attention uh, to multiple games last year, yeah, right, right. Well, I think what you what you alluded to is something called foreshadowing. I think one strategy that we probably both have employed is running it back, and we'll see mm-hmm. if there's a little run back uh, as we kind of progress through. So let's go down to our our RB one and let's talk about it. I have Miles Sanders. You're rocking with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. It, it is definitely uh, going to be uh, you know all about some home improvement because the Indianapolis is at home. And I don't know how they could improve upon the opponent this weekend. They have the Jets. Oh, so talk to me about what you see in JT this week. And not to mention, you know, the Jets last week when they played against the Niners, they gave up that touchdown right away. The most dirt again, just a long pass, you know, just a pass that goes all the way. And there was another one that wound up being called back due to a hold. But still, I, I think this is a prime opportunity for Jonathan Taylor, not to mention, you know, we all knew I, I I kept saying all offseason that actually Jonathan Taylor was going to be the Miles Sanders from last year mm. in, 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 in the sense that he has a guy in front of him who, no, he's not as good of an athlete, but he's capable. So he's going to be a right. thorn on the side. Well, Marlon Mack, of course, is gone. And his touches went from uh, – what do you have? He had 15 touches in week one. And now he had 28 in week two. He almost doubled yeah. his touches. So yeah. they're going to use them. And Phillip Rivers, he's got a little bit of a spaghetti arm action. So while he'll, he'll throw it here and there, they're going to lean on Jonathan Taylor. So I, I, I like this play. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. I mean, right now the Jets, I think, allowing the six most points to RBs. So right around there. So, yeah, I'd have to pull that up. But I, I like this play. This was an easy play for me. I'm not going to lie. I love this play, and I didn't know how expensive he was this week. I went yeah. at the end of my lineup to go put him in my flex, and then I scrolled mm-hmm. down. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Where is yeah. he? Where is he? Oh, shit. I, <laughs> I, I, I was a little right. surprised because I, I wanted to get him in the lineup, and then when I saw his price, I said, well, you know. I think it's, like, I think it's a good pick. I, I like it. If yeah. you know you want to – and just a little public service announcement. Like, if you want to get somebody in because you really like them – and if you see the price, don't necessarily get scared of the price. With a will, there's a way. There's always a way to beat the system. If you yeah. really feel that strongly about a player, just adapt or die. Fix your lineup. Yeah. Get it cooking. Yeah, I, I love that. I think what you have to do is find a way that your guys are going to be around the guys who who maybe are the fringe breakouts. And that's a hard right. thing to do. You know, last week when when uh, we talked earlier when I got that 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 big win. It was because Higby got three touchdowns and he was my tight end one. And then my flex was Jordan Reed. I flexed a, a $2,600 player. That was a value. It, that's what it came down to. It wasn't that I, I, I'm some great picker of it. No, 
it was 2600 bucks, and it allowed me to put all these other studs in my lineup, and that guy just happened to go off. And so I think that's where we really have to think about, like you said, your roster management. I got it all in my other guys. That's why I got to Jordan Reed. You know, it wasn't – I didn't start with yeah. Jordan Reed. I, I, I was like, well, let me see what I got left. And I looked down, I was like, 2600 No, oh, my gosh. And, yep. and shout out, by the way, uh, my, my guy, uh, Pete Davidson over at Rotobon, he – was all over that. I listened to his podcast before my prep, and and that was uh, I didn't use any optimizer or anything. I just I went in, I put five lineups in, mm-hmm. and I used all the amalgamated. Listening to Salvetri, listening to you know fantasy points, listen to a bunch of things just out in the ether. Yeah. You know, I prob- probably listened to, to your guys too. Like, pro- it just it's you just you look every, all week. I just listen, 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 absorb, absorb, study, study, mm-hmm. and and, and like uh, you know, sponge. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and so we'll see. I think this week Miles Sanders is in fuego on the, you know, how many people have him in their lineup. And the Millie Maker, he's going to be about 15%, 20%. That's eh, huge. You know, his he's underpriced at 6400 I think that's one reason I got him. Yeah. That's, that's just a value. Unless he gets hurt or something happens to him, he's going to get 20 points. You know, that's what's going to happen. And, and and I'm okay with that just as a, as a floor play. I need some value because I, I did pay up for QB. Um, but let, let's, let's scroll down to – Oh my goodness, man! I love your second play. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I had him in my original build, and I had to make a move to go a little cheaper. You'll see what I did there. Uh, you have talk about your guy. I'll let you introduce your guy. Well, before I mention my guy, do you remember when I told yeah. you off air that I was going to grab another beer just in case? Oh yeah, you remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There. Nice. There she blows. There she blows. Is it the same same uh, uh, brewery, same uh, brand, or is yeah. it a different? Yeah. Same one. I'm running through it like wildfire, though. So, uh, you know, I might have to mm-hmm. go to the local store. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just whatever. We're getting off on a tangent and I don't care. Um, but who cares? Yeah, love it. Go for my, it. My food store, they recently just changed all the aisles, right? And I hate that. I don't understand whenever you redo a food store, why do you got to change the aisles for? So, whatever. But one thing they did, which I realized hey, when I walked in with my wife, they got a whole new beer selection, all IPAs and stuff. And I was like, and like my wife was like, yeah, we have to go get cheese for nachos. And I was like, you like you might want to go get the cheese. Like I'm gonna be here for a minute. Like you know, get it all, get all the cheese. I'll (laughs) I'll get all the beer. Yeah, just I I don't care what you buy. Just I need a moment. So there you go. But there you go. Um, I I like it. Here's the cool part about uh, beer and and getting into the beer store. I've not gone out for a long time. Peel back the curtain. My wife, uh, she works. She's an essential worker. She's a, a nurse. So she's mm. out in the field. Bless living her heart, the, man. The oh man, she's a great person. And so she'll stop at beer stores on the way home and she gives me the news of the day. And she's like, Hey, you know, uh, there's a bunch of this Oktoberfest. There's a bunch of this, there's a bunch of that. And, and, and I didn't, we played phone tag one time. I couldn't get to her. She brought home the, a haul. And so I tweeted out yesterday, the 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 maybe it was today uh, yesterday it was yesterday the Oktoberfest fairy is real uh, yeah. and then I put out today a picture of my wife in her little outfit because I, there's nothing better than finding that display and when your wife finds it for you and you didn't even know it was there and yeah. then she comes home and brings it to you you're like it's like I was there you picked every right one I, oh my god so that's I feel why like you it, get married man yes. that's why I get married. Well, and p- speaking of the correlative effect or correlation mm. to your lineup, the 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 Joshua Kelly pick is just I love it. Mm. I had him in there. He was right in there. You'll see what I flexed out at the end and why I moved him. But okay. talk about him this week against a, a defense that 
it, yeah. it's 32nd ranked, first yep. of all, and that's the worst in the NFL. That is the worst. Did, did you know they've given up double digit touchdowns for seven straight games? Were you were you aware of that touchdowns back? Yeah, it's in your favor, but talk yeah. about Joshua Kelly this week. Yeah, I, you know, listen, the Panthers right now, I mean, you mentioned it, they stink, and they have allowed six rushing touchdowns so far to the running back position. I think that bodes well for Joshua Kelly. I mean, and the big thing to me, too, is you're paying such a lower price for a player who's getting almost as many touches as mm. the main back on that team. I mean, Eckler has 40 total touches in the first two weeks. Kelly's got 27. He's not far yeah. off. He's getting the work. He's the bigger bodied guy. So I feel like if they get towards that goal line, he's going to be the guy to carry yeah. it in. Uh, the, the one thing that I'd like to see improve, get back to week one, he averaged five yards per carry in week one, week two, 2.8. So I'd like to see yeah. that come up a little bit and, you know, and, you know, we can get some targets in there. It'd be a good time. I think it's going to be a little bit of a party for Eckler and Kelly, but Kelly's obviously, yeah. uh, at five grand, he is obviously the uh, cheaper play. I think it's a great play. He he's going to be all over my lineups as a real, you know, value play. If not in my you know, RB starting, you know, RB two, but maybe flex for sure. Uh, I think that, and I, I did when when we were talking. I was doing a little little catching, you know, symbol uh, there, mm-hmm. a little you know, universal the hands together, praying for the ball to drop. And he looked good on the little tiny dump off when he yep. got in space. He. He outran the linebacker to that spot, and he went through a bunch. Of, it looked it looked good, and so I feel like he is not being fully used yet. He's still a rookie. People are learning what's going on. I mean, I didn't think he'd have this many touches yet. I I, I just I didn't see it. I didn't see yeah. twenty seven touches. That's you know that's that's a twenty per you know forty percent share, forty percent share of the touches so far. That's great. That's a great value. So. I- I kept saying all summer long, it's going to be fascinating to see who emerges as that number two running back with the Chargers because Eckler, as good as he is, he's not going to get all the work. He's not a three down. You know, it just it's not his game. That's why. No, he's you know. not. Put it down, go down, tough it out. Right, but so and we found out we found out right quick that it's Kelly. So yeah, I'm I'm all over Kelly in week three. I love it. I, I went down a hundred bucks, forty nine hundred for 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 Devin Singletary. Not I like my that pick though. Player. I know, well, it's, but... it's because Zach Moss is out. I think that's mm-hmm. what it is. The Rams have also given up 100-yard rushers twice, you know, right. uh, in two, two weeks in a row. Well, yeah, sure, it's Zeke and Miles Sanders. you got really good backs there. But they're, they're, they're on the ground. They're, they're, they're a little bit porous. They're, their pass rush is good. This is going to be an interesting game. I feel like this game has, uh, has the opportunity to shoot. I feel like we think the defenses are going to be there. But in general, we're running. I, I, I was listening to a podcast today. Where we're, we're running over – uh, you know, 50 points right now. We're at like 52 points, 53 points. We're averaging 55 points. That's a lot per yeah. game so far. And and every game isn't isn't going up that at high, but we're having these 60, 70 point games. And uh, I think this is one where we think of defenses, but both of these teams are getting it in. And, and so when, when I talk about getting it in, you know, I, I'm not talking about something that's, that sounds inappropriate. I, I you know, I'm talking, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, getting the plays in. Woo-hoo. Yeah, I know. I'm talking about getting plays in. And the Rams, you know, they're averaging 70 or 69.5 you know, plays per game. That's good. That's good for the Rams. You know, that, that that's not something that they've done, you know, uh, particularly well. The last year they kind of struggled there. They're, they're going back to the old Rams. You know, they, they used to just run the ball and pass the ball and get up on the ball. And they've been a little broken. Their line was struggling last yep. year. Struggle City. If you watched, if you had Jared Goff, he was 
the pressure in his yeah. the pocket was about four feet back every play. Yeah. And it was amazing he completed the balls that he did. Uh, and so I, I do feel like this this there's an opportunity here for, for the ball to be run. Buffalo is seventh. That's the cool part. Buffalo's above them. They're yeah. above the Rams. They get the ball in more. You know, Buffalo's averaging 70 points. It's just one, you know, 70 uh, plays a game. But the 140 plays, you tell me that Devin Singletary gets 20 of that total. You know, I mean, that's one-seventh mm-hmm. of the touches. I'll take one-seventh of the touches in that game. Maybe he gets a catch that he can go in for the end zone. So uh, I'm a numbers guy. I know you guys just think I'm just, you know, the the body and out there <laughs> living it up with, with the three-cone drill and, you know, using my physique. But here – it's all it's all a ruse. I really want to get you in and get you thinking about numbers because that's really where it comes down to. So that's kind of where I'm thinking. What do you think about Singletary? You said you, you liked him. What do you think? I do like him, and I think that this is a this is a nice opportunity to jump in. I would call this a smash and grab job, is what I would call this. Moss is out. Your opportunity again, not a very expensive player. And, you know, if you're going to bet large at other positions, I'm curious to see who your flex is, uh, judging by what I'm seeing here at running back. I'm curious to see what the wide receivers and flex look like. But, uh, yeah, I think this is an absolute smash and grab job. I like it. And, you know, I know we cho- I know we had whispers about a half-hour show, and that's not going to happen. Oh, um, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, good. This is not great. Unla- I love having you on. This is like yeah. But I want to I want to I want to quickly ask you, you yes. know, because we talked about betting large at quarterback. Yeah. What do you think about Josh Allen this week? Do you think he continues to just go bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S? Or? You know, I, 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 I'm interested to see what he does with his feet yep. because they're, they're going to get pocket, you know, kind of pushing the pocket up the middle w- with, uh, you know, you know, there's no one else in the league who can do that, you know. And so I think that, there's a real opportunity for him to do a lot of rollouts, a lot of scrambles, a lot of moving that pocket away from Aaron Darnold. You don't want Aaron Darnold coming up the middle. And so I think it's almost going to be what I would do, and I'm not Sean McDermott, but if I was, it would be something like this. You come up to the line of scrimmage, you you have the play set up, and if it's in Aaron Donald's direction, you change it. You change it. You move it away from him. If he lines up on the edge, you change it to the other side. You flip. You just go reverse, whatever it is. You call it your yeah. whiskey tango. You flip. Mayday, mayday. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, shit. There he is. <laughs> 899. 99. Just call him out all game. Just change it all game, right? Um, but I, I think that, that he does represent a, a, a floor with his feet that just yeah. kind of brings you value. So I do like him. Last week, I stacked him with, with digs. And so I'm not even going to pretend like that didn't help me win. That was part of the 5K lineup, but I really love where he's been this week. Uh, in the last two weeks, he's been yeah. you know, downfield. He's accurate. He's hitting digs. That's why they they brought him there. And you yeah. see it in Minnesota right now. No one's afraid of them deep. No one's afraid yeah. of them yeah. in the middle of the field, 20 yards. No one's afraid of them. Not at all. And so you can bring people up and you can kind of push Dalvin Cook around last week. That's kind of what happened. And so, yeah, I think – I think there's a lot of value to be had in these games. And I think that we, we need to think differently. We just have to think a lot more offensive now. And so, yeah, this game could pop and I'm not going to fade him completely. He's one of my quarterbacks. He's the number one scoring quarterback in fantasy football. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's, that's, he it's is. Right yeah. It's him and DraftKings. It's him. There's no one else but him. And, and I have a little matrix I created because I'm a nerd 
And so if you ever want to go over to Nimble W Numbers, you know, and check it out, it's a DraftKings tool. It's just what it says. It says DraftKings tool. And I have a value meter that kind of registers the price this week. So it changes every week. But the price this week to the points that they have scored so far. And Josh Allen is through the roof. He's the top one at at 1.02. And no one else is, is even close to him. Cam wow. Newton comes at, at 0.96, you know. And, and then all the way down, you, I mean, you're getting Pat Mahomes at 0.69 just because the pricing is so high. And yep. so 6900 for Josh Allen, that is cheap still. And so I do like a little sneaky backdoor right. play when everybody moves off of him. So, yes, and I'm going to confirm your bias in my own. And and if it hits, we're, we're brilliant, you know. And that's what it looks like. If we, if we suck, who cares? No one's going to remember this. So. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, exactly. But all right, let's move on. Uh, and and I'm going to jump down to our wide receiver one. Ooh, you got to stack attack. We both stack attacked. It's yeah. the the first play. You have to do it. You you paid up for the best wide receiver so far uh, when it comes to just hands and 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 route running and catching the ball. He's not being targeted way 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 downfield, but he never has been. Talk right. about DeAndre Hopkins stacked up with with Kyler Murray. Yeah, this was literally, I mean, again, I know I mentioned I wanted Jonathan Taylor in here and this and that, but I, when I opened this up and I started picking my lineup, two things I did immediately, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Um, and I know that, you know, you have to get creative then because that's accounting for about 29.4% of your salary, you know, um, you know, for DraftKings. So, uh, but yeah, I love stacks. I'm a big fan of stacks. I try and do them often. Um, and yeah, you mentioned it. He's leading the league right now. He's got 25 targets. I, I, I'd, I'd like to see him get a little more touchdown action. But again, you better remember, DraftKings is going to give you the points per reception. They're going to help you out there. So that's going to make up for it. It's okay. It's not a standard scoring. You're going to be just fine. And again, this Detroit Lions defense led by Matt Patricia for, uh, you know, a couple more weeks, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love Hopkins. Great play. Yeah. I think it is. And I think that game is going to go off. It's going to go off. And and this is the thing. You talked about chalk earlier, and it's such a hard – people are like, I don't want my lineup to be too chalky. Well, I mean, I need to have some chalk. And right. it just sounds so kind of gross every week because it's the same kind of dribble-drabble, and you can use it to justify either. Yeah. I think I think here's the truth. DeAndre Hopkins is the most targeted wide receiver this year or this 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 week in, in DFS. He just is, mm-hmm. you know, and rightly so. And so what, sometimes you need to have somebody because if you don't have them, you don't win. Sometimes. That, and, and that might be the case if you're going big GPP, you got to have that. I like it in this game because you have to stack. You have yeah. to stack. You, you got to get those double points. And it's a big thing that I've been a part of. My, my name on my podcast that I do with, with the, the Ralph Macho is Stacks. His name is Cash. Ironically, I've cashed uh, Stacks this year and right. uh but anyway nope. double yeah. your pleasure double your fun which looks like you're doing a little bit of the same i'm doing the same and so i went with locket and so this was a this was a tough one because that hundred dollar difference it's like almost like a mind f you know like you're like mm, oh should it, ooh, 65 or 64 oh but what if like ah oh, but then the target's that ah. so i think in general here's what i want this week i want a and maybe even two wide receivers from the seattle team that's what i want those Seahawks receivers, you know, Moore is a great play. I think a little sneaky little play. Uh, his matchup against the cornerback is, is is through the roof. It's a great matchup this week. So, uh, you know, I think that's a good play. But 
It could be the Metcalf hits and Lockett gets nothing. I don't know. I'm not sure, but I want a piece of this. So I'm really hoping that my roulette wheel hits on, on both of these players and that, you know, maybe two of the touchdowns that Russell Wilson throws are to lock it. That's kind of what I'm hoping. Um, if not, you are going to best me in this position right here in, the, in this matchup because DeAndre Hopkins, I, it's almost like he's guaranteed a touchdown. <laughs> like, oh, I was like real close. Um, yeah. So, all right, let's jump down. Next, we, we've got more wide receivers to come. Oh, I love yours next. Oh, so we're going, you know, um, old school, you know, NFC East, longstanding. Mm-hmm. We have the Washington football team. I've never heard of them before. But they're going against somebody, uh, you know, this week in the Cleveland Browns. And on, on my side, I have a player from the Dallas Cowboys. We can still say Cowboy, right? It's not – hasn't been banned yet. They haven't They haven't found a not way yet. to do it yet, so I think we'll still go with okay, it. Okay, good. We can still – I'm sure there will be a group of Cowboys who will be like, I'm a – Offended, hey, you know, (laughs) and then it'll be over. But anyway, right now, so so the the Cowboys. I went with CD Lamb, fifty four hundred. You went with with Terry McLaurin at fifty nine hundred. I love the matchup here against each Mm -hmm. other. Talk about McLaurin and what you've seen so far from him. Yeah, I you know McLaurin. This is actually for the first time since Week Six of last season. Terry McLaurin had back-to-back games with seven or more targets. You remember when he, you know, those first few weeks where he just went nuts, so, and then after that, yeah, it was that wave of emotions, you know. Um, But, again, seven or more targets in each of the first two games, so you got to love that. And then on top of that, going up against this Cleveland team, beat up secondary, uh, you know, they allowed the 12th most points in week one, that being the Browns, and they allowed the 10th most points in week two. So. I, I like McLaurin here in this matchup. And, you know, uh, this uh, – spoiler alert, hmm. I'll just say, this might not be the only time that I'm going in on the Washington football team. Ooh, ooh, I like that. Uh, spoiler alert, I might have a little action on them too. So, hmm. yeah. Oh, hey. yeah. Yeah, and, and so for me, the reason I like C.D. Lamb is because the, the Dallas Cowboys like C.D. Lamb, and they like targeting C.D. Lamb, and they like him a lot, and they are going to throw the ball to him a lot. Yeah. I'm hoping he gets a touchdown. His red zone target, if, if Dak would have literally thrown it about this much higher, uh, C.D. Lamb comes down with that, and his price last you know last week was, I think it was a little lower than this, but – you know, I think it was 4,900 somehow it was, you know, or 5,200, something like that. So he's still not being priced up to his value though. You know, he's averaging 15.7 points. That's, that's something I want uh, in my wide receiver value, 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 value. So I think you have the edge in this one, but if my guy gets a touchdown, we'll see what happens. Let's drop down to the next wide receiver. Oh, oh hey. <laughs> I and, took your guy. <laughs> Think of the devil. You, you, I've got your guy. You've got my guy. That's it. You've got C.D. Lamb here. Talk about C.D. Lamb. What, what do you like about him this I mean, week? By the way, you were saying all the right things. And again, that, that the price. By the way, um, yeah. he was about a thousand dollars cheaper than Michael Gallup going into Week One. Mm. He has now closed the gap, and he is only a hundred dollars cheaper. Nevertheless, he's still cheaper. So, right. yeah. And uh, you know, you're talking about the thirty third most expensive wide receiver who's currently 26th in DraftKing format. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to buy up for that. I think this is probably the last week in which C.D. Lamb is cheaper than Michael Gallup. Um, in my home league, just I know this is a DFS show, my home league this morning, 
three-player trade, uh, six-player trade, I guess, three on so one side, three on the other. I traded Michael Gallup for C.D. Lamb. So, yeah. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, you know, and, and, and you mentioned all the things, man. He, listen, he is, he, to me, as of right now, until Gallup does more with his targets, because they're not too far from targets. 9% he, with Gallup, by the way. It's gross. I mean, unless until Gallup does more with his targets, I mean, you're talking about the number two wide receiver in a very high-octane offense in a matchup, which we've already talked about. It's going to be a lot of points scored. So yeah. I'm all over it. I love it. I love it. Let me give you a little home league, uh, you know, background too, because I think home yeah, leagues yeah. really are, are they're great, right? My it. my home league, my big money league, I've been in for a while. It's my team name, and I have CD Lamb on my team. It is CDs TDs, mm. and so I, you know, I can't wait for for myself. I'm already two and zero, oh, and I have started CD Lamb, and he's cashing in. And this week, I, I expect him to cash in again for you and for me. And so it's nice to know that we're a little simpatico. When it comes to just the the thought process, I think when somebody else has the same guy you have, you're like, well, good. I'm not totally off my process. And, and Great that's minds think alike. Yes. So and th- speaking of that, I, I don't know if, if the people at DraftKings are just you know laughing. You know, you remember the far side comics where they'd be like, mm-hmm. they're, they're like a weird thing. And two scientists would be pointing and laughing and be like, we're going to put this out there. Ha! Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like the, the scientists over at DraftKings are. are Laughing at this Deontay Johnson price, it's it's fifty four hundred. It's fifty four hundred again, again, uh, and and I don't understand what they're doing. He's averaging more points than CD Lamb. He has been crushing it. I, I love it. And this week he next week he'll be fifty nine hundred. You know he'll be fifty seven hundred. He'll be fifty eight hundred. He's yeah. not going to be fifty four hundred anymore. I have Deontay Johnson, and he's not. He's not you know, Antonio Brown. He's not. No, 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 not at all. No, but he's he, he's also getting most of the targets on that team. Yeah, compared to Juju, and I love Juju. He's a great, he's a great wide receiver. He's on the field a lot, but he's not getting a lot of the targets. And so no. I like Deontay Johnson. What do you think about Deontay? As I open up my whiskey, um, yeah, I, I I like Deontay. I like this pick, and you know the the biggest thing for me, by the way, in regards to how many targets he's getting. Keep in mind, roll the clock back to week one on Monday night when when they were playing against the Giants. And he had a first half that was not a good first half. I think he had that fumbled punt. Um, This pass was in the third quarter, I'm thinking of. But, you know, he had that either an out route. No, no, it was either an out route or a hitch route. But it wasn't even a a drop. He just made the wrong move. Oh, yeah. And, And Ben completely just threw it the other way. And you saw them look at each other. So you knew there was miscommunication. But be that as it may. Deontay's still getting a ton of targets. So to me, that is that speaks volumes as to what Big Ben feels about Deontay Johnson. We always talk about how uh about how Aaron Rodgers doesn't trust his receivers. Well, Big Ben seems to trust Deontay, so I like it. Yeah. And, and what's crazy too is that he hasn't played with Deontay before. Right. He he was with him for what a quarter, two, two quarters. Right. Um, we're down last year. So this is uh, this is like a rookie for him. This is a rookie for for, for both of them. It's a rookie campaign. I love what I've seen so far, and I think that, that this game against Houston is going to be one of those games where it's one of those old AFC games that you come in and, and you're you're tuning in, and, and it's it's 21-14 at some point. And I feel like Vern Lundquist is there, and he's like, it's 21-14 here in the third <laughs> quarter, you know, and uh, I'm hoping that Deontay Johnson is part of that 21, not the 14, or maybe part of the 14. I don't Sounds know, like but- he's struggling to read through that score, you know? Well, That's you it. know. 
it's not, it's not Pat Summerall level, you know. But the, uh, the, the best line from Pat Summerall ever was with TJ Hushmanzada, and then as then as they were going to commercial, he said, "What's what's a guy with a name like that doing in the NFL anyway?" Like literally, as they went to commercial, <laughs> what, what color is his skin? You're like, oh, 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 my oh God. man, we we guys, that's a great, great uh, little tidbit there. I love that. Thank God Twitter wasn't a thing back then, he would have been done for. Oh, uh, no, I've been over, I've been over. Yeah. So, let's jump down to our tight ends. You, I paid up, you paid down. Uh, you went with Logan Thomas from the Washington football team, foreshadowing, and I went with John U. Smith. Let's talk about where we're at here. What do you think about this matchup here? Who do you give the edge to, and kind of Talk about that value you got with with your guy. I'm giving you the edge here, uh, for sure. With with Janu, um, you know, w- w- with AJ Brown not playing, I think that allows for Janu Smith again against this Vikings defense that is, you know, Terrible. about as tough as a cuddly bear. So, um, so I give you the edge. But to me, picking Logan Thomas is kind of a way of, you know, I mentioned spending 29.4 percent of my budget right out the gate. On my on my stack, a good stack, sure. I like your stack, I but, like. Right, but you gotta then you gotta get a little creative in certain areas. And for me, I'm getting creative at tight end, but I'm okay with it because I mean, he's one of six tight ends right now with 15 or more targets. One of those six, by the way, already played in week three. That's Mike Gusecki. Um, The one thing that worries me. Well, go ahead. What you're gonna say something? But no, one of five, one of five. I mean, yeah, there you go. All right, fine. Really, yeah, that's fair so what you're saying is you have a top five targeted tight end. You son of a. But the, the one love- thing that scares me, though, the one thing that worries me a little bit is that he's only caught 47 percent of said targets. Mm. So yeah. that's that's you know you, you have to hope that that comes up a little bit, but also um, the Browns right now are allowing the third most points to the tight end position. So as long as he's getting targeted, the Browns are allowing the points. Sometimes it's, it's that a, easy. It's a great play. I love it. It's just, And here's the thing. It's cheaper than Mo Cox. It's cheaper than Jordan Reed. So you're, you're, you're really paying down for, for, for value up front in that matchup. Yeah. And I like it. And I see a game script where, you know, you turn into the fourth quarter and it's, you know, 14 to 17. And one of those touchdowns could be to a tight end and they could be – Either team could be struggling to get down the field, and maybe yep. maybe it shoots. Hell, yeah. maybe it shoots, and if it shoots, you got a red zone target for sure. He already has one red zone touchdown this year, and it was a design play for him. And I think one thing we don't understand fully is, is fans. And one, one thing about being a, an analyst, a budding analyst, I think you're you know you're an established analyst. Is that when you watch plays and you actually go back and see the film, you understand like this wasn't like a third read or like oh he just happened to be open on the. This is a play that they designed for that person. That little play action, little handoff. That Logan Thomas was wide open. No one was near him. He was there going, hello, free touchdown. So that that's when you know you have a matchup edge. You're smart. You can do that. So I do I do like Logan Thomas. That's am a good I, play. Am I really an established analyst, or is that just you buttering me up? You know what, man? For me, anybody who uh, has been able to, for for more than, than um, a hot minute, consistently – you know, have a take and have something that establishes their, their opinion and it not be, you know, scuttled along the way for years and years and years. I mean, dude, it, this is the thing about fantasy football. It changes every year. Everything changes. 
You mm-hmm. can't say the same stupid stuff you did three years ago. Nope. Unless you're the counselor. I mean, I'm sorry. Anyway, um, but it, what, what really happens with people is that this is a, a – um, so as an educator, I really believe in a, a ladder of competence and a ladder of understanding that really – Kind of, kind of undergirds all of us. We all start in any profession, any experiences, unconsciously unskilled. We don't know what we don't know because we haven't done any of it yet. Then you start to become consciously aware of your of the fact that you have no skill. That's stage two. So you're like, oh, sh- I'm not skilled. That was I me. Stink. La- I stink. That was me last year. I was aware of my my shittiness, you know, across the board. But uh, you then can smell it, you know. You, you can just be like, wow. Did I that lineup? Was that my lineup? Oh no, that lineup was terrible. You know, and uh, I put them all on my website, so you can go back and look at my terrible lineups and and the wins I had too. But and then the, and then the third step is you become consciously skilled, so you know what you're doing, you're thinking about what you're doing, and you're in the process of, of being reflective in, in what you're doing. And the last stage is unconsciously skilled. You just do it. You know it. It comes out of your mouth. You know what you're talking about. I'm not going to tell you that you're unconsciously skilled, but I'm going to say that there's definitely you're you're further on this ladder than I am. And ah, it's, well, easy. Ah, I'm just going to say it because when you talk to people, there's just a, a breadth of, of, of depth to those conversations. This being one of them, uh, a 30 minute podcast that turned into probably an hour long. So I, I love it, man. And and you are definitely somebody who, you know, when we've interacted, I've appreciated it because it's it's made me better. It's made me, uh, you know, a, a grateful for what I'm doing. I don't always know if what I'm doing is right or wrong or funny or not. And so feedback, oh, feedback is helpful, man. You just jump into my DMs. You know, my DMs, by the way, if, if Marilyn Monroe would blush at my DMs because it's just full of sausage. It's just like the, the deepest sausage factory in all of Twitter. I've got so many dudes, you know, I don't have. I mean, I have Scott Fish, but Scott Fish reached out to me this year and was like, hey, idiot, you didn't register for the Scott Fish Bowl the right way. You, registered, you registered as a fan, and now you're an analyst. And, it's, mm. and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, like, so I, but but uh, the, the all dudes, and you're one of my favorite dudes to, to jump in there and just to laugh and, and have fun with. So, you know, it's going to be going to be great. And I can't wait to, to mix it up. Let's look at the last flex play before we get the D in. Oh, ah. Ah, this is this is what I was talking about earlier, where I kind of I, I had that that hundred dollars to to play with, and I I went I went Kenyon Drake in my flex. I think this game does pop. I think this is a, a popping game, and I can I'm, see it. I'm hopeful that maybe Kenyon Drake picks up a few of those stray touchdowns, either passes or you know maybe somebody gets tackled at the six or the five. Or, and if Kyler doesn't run it, and maybe Drake gets it. So really, we're, we're, we're looking at the same game for a real pivot point in, in our in our matchup, and we're hoping that the game script goes a little bit different. And I like that. I like that we've kind of picked a pivot point, and we're going to watch that game just being like, oh, man, this is it right now. Um, talk about your guy. Uh, you got David Johnson against Pittsburgh. It's a sneaky little play. No, I get Deontay. Oh, Deontay. Oh, oh my nah. goodness. Oh, okay. That's a gr- oh. So you stacked up the same thing I did. So we've got Deontay and CD Lamb. Oh my gosh, man! I, mm-hmm. I, I I'm gonna tell you this. I've got both of them on that redraft team. That is, uh, you know, the nice. CD's team. I could have called it Deontay my Johnson um, <laughs> because that's my other name that I've made up. I'm I'm full of these guys, but only for phallic symbols and and nut references. 
So the, 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 the cleverness is unrelenting, unapologetic, unrelenting, and unlimited. It's just there. That's it. Yeah. Sorry. It's um, <laughs> that's, that's great. I, but I want to ask you, actually, real quick before I talk about yeah. Deontay a little bit. Yeah. Any level of concern from you in regards to Chase Edmonds? You know, Chase Edmonds so far, uh, double the targets than uh, Kenyon Drake. Um, what's like, yeah, what's the level of concern there? I'll, I, yeah. I like the play, but you know, no, I, I'm, I'm a little concerned about that. And I think what you're seeing is, uh, in, in how Cliff Kingsbury kind of approaches the game, he's thinking fast pace, you know, let's get in Chase Edmonds. Not that they're not fast paced, but when they're a little bit slower paced, when they're kind of be, between the, those downs where they don't need to kind of, you know, get going, uh, you see, uh, Kenyon Drake. I'm not saying – I think actually if you – I talked to somebody yesterday and to, in, in a podcast where Chase Edmonds is a real sneaky play. Like we really like that play. Uh-huh. Um, and so it, yeah. I'm not going to say that Kenyon Drake doesn't, but I'm, I'm hedging that he does, and I hope that he does uh, this week just get some of those goal line touches. I think sometimes we, we, we look at a back and we've targeted him way up. Like, you, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier off, off screen where we, we think about somebody in these terms and then something doesn't happen. And then we kind of just don't think about him again in the same way. And we can think about, rethink about him. Kenyon Drake was a second round pick, a top second round pick, maybe end of the first round in some drafts. So yep. he's disappointed yep. so far. He's only averaging 13 fantasy points. It's not great. And so I think more the game script is going to favor his his kind of ascension. I hope he gets more targets this week. That's one thing that is, it's iffy. I don't yeah. feel like this is a smash. This isn't so, some big smash. This is a, you know, it's a gamble. It's a little surprising, only four targets. And, you know, and, and granted, he's caught four of his four targets. And by the way, public service announcement, my my wife is cooking over there. And I'm too lazy to to mute. So if you hear her cooking, she's cooking. Hey, you know what? I've, I've heard some other things happening on podcasts that are all I heard about that. So, I heard yeah. about that. Yeah, I on, uh, he shared about it. Long story short. Yeah. If you go on someone's podcast and yeah. you're also scheduled to have a fellatio happen to you, you, you should probably reschedule one of the two because I don't think they go together. Like big picture, you know, I've had them both. I've done them both. And uh, it just, yeah, it's not, I don't think, Hey, if I made a podcast right now, this would really complete the fellatio circle. Uh, yeah. And never have I thought during a podcast, you know, what's better than talking to my guest, fellatio. <laughs> Let me change the script. So I think in general, the big service announcement is stick to the script and podcast, be a good guest, enjoy the person that you're with, mix it up with them, and then later be like, hey, man, I'm going to go get a BJ. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll say this. There will be no, uh, on this end of the podcast, there will be no fellatio this mm-hmm. evening, but th- there will be nachos. And that's fantastic. That's you know what, honestly, if that's, you told me someone's going to give you nachos or fellatio <laughs> right so, now, I would go. You know what? I've had a you few got nachos? Years. No way! Like I yeah, need, I need nachos, and then I bet you after that person gives me nachos, I can be so grateful for the nachos <laughs> that maybe the fellatio happens later. You can't after the fellatio happens, you're not getting nachos. There's no chance of it. There's just there's none. But I like that you're getting nachos. Let's talk about defenses. And last picks of the game here. Ooh, we both have a relatively valuable, you know, low, low mid mid price, not low, but mid price defense. Not spending up. We spent down a bit. I've got the Washington 
football team. That was my foreshadowing. You have the Eagles, which I do like. I think that's a bounce-back game for them. What do you think about this matchup? I think the Eagles, to me, it was – and listen, again, this is a product of, again, for the umpteenth time, this is a product of – you know, spending what I spent on my stack and needing to bargain a little bit. And I think of all the bargains, I think this Eagles bargain is a pretty good one. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with it. I, you know, I'm not always somebody who bets large on defenses and I'm curious for your thoughts on that. I mean, uh, yeah, this is just, I'm comfortable with this. This is, and that's the thing. And I feel like so many times we're in a position where we spend large in other areas that defense is just like, you know what? Let me just be comfortable with a move. And this is the most comfortable move I could have had. So, yeah, I, yeah. I like it. Um, I'm going to roll with it. No, I, I like it too. And I think the thing about it is uh, the, the Cincinnati Bengals have not played terrible, but there's been nothing to flash that's going to think that they're going to light it up against the Eagles. I do think this game pops a little bit on the Eagles side, um, personally. But – I think that this is a, an opportunity for a turnover, for maybe a pick six, something going in the other direction. Uh, it's at Philly, and I know there's no crowd, but you got to travel. That's annoying. You know, yeah, that's, yeah, that's annoying. That's that's yeah. why the Niners. Uh, that's why the Niners stayed in uh, West Virginia between week, well, you know. Also, it's oh. wet, wild, and wonderful. You know what I mean? And so that's just the whiskey. So uh, oh god, there you right. Go. Yeah. Cheers. I've got a little bit left. Speaking of a little bit left, we're at the end pretty much of the show, and we pushed about an hour, which I love. It was great content, man. Thank you for coming on. Who do you think has the edge? As we leave, how do you feel? uh, You know, when you come in, you build that team, you go, this team is my team. Then you see the other team, you're like, oh, okay. So how are you feeling right now? Who do you give the edge to? It's not time to necessarily, like, be humble. If you like your matchup, talk about it. Bo talks shit right in my face, uh, and then he beat me. And then Chase talks shit right in my face, and then I beat him. So it's 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 whatever you want to be. But how, what do you see this matchup? I kind of have my idea. It's a real close matchup. I, that's I'm, how I see it. But yeah, I hear- it, it, it is close. So I'm not going to talk a ton of trash. But when right. I look at this, I, honest to God, and listen, I'm not going to lie. Coming on this show with you, Mr. Five Grand, won 5K last week. I said I gotta I got I gotta put a good lineup out there and I I feel I feel good about this and I think I have the upper hand by a smidgen. By a smidgen. I think this is a very close matchup. I, I would be shocked if one of us blows the other one out of the water. Yeah. No, and I'm gonna give you the edge as well. And I think for me, when you have two of the same players, you you kind of look right. at the stack, and I feel like your stack's a little bit stronger than mine, and mine's a little bit, you know. Um, less it, it, the, the the volatility in my stack is is there because there's the DK Metcalf factor and right yeah I was yeah, yeah I was gonna say that's the only issue with your yep. stack is that it's yep. it's kind of a uh, red or black red or black you know yeah exactly yeah. and so yeah I think I have I think my my lineup has more volatility where yours maybe has a little bit better before and that does I'm gonna lean you 55 45 in the percentage I, I'm cool to exit with that. And, man, I got to tell you, you're welcome to come on anytime. Tell Anthony he's welcome to come on anytime. This has been outstanding, uh, and I appreciate what you do. Tell people real quick, in case they're just jumping on now, where can they find you, the content that you do? Because I know that you're not just at one place, and you're not doing one thing because you're the man. So let people know. I am a man of many hats and many funny gifts, and you can follow me at the FF Realist. But, yeah, I, uh, writing for Grin Iron Experts, the, my, my heart is with the FF Faceoff with Anthony Servino. 
Um, so we do that, and we do a little bit of podcasting for fantasy data as well with Jody Smith, whom I love, um, who also is a big fan of beers. So hit him up as well, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, but yeah, so uh, that's that's a lot of my work, and uh, we'll be answering questions on Twitter tomorrow, and hopefully helping. You know, we, I always say on the FF Faceoff. I want to help people end 2020 on a positive note. If you can imagine that with how crappy 2020 has been. Yeah. I want to end it for folks on a positive note, help them win the title. So that's, you follow me at the FF realist and uh, let's have a good time and let's uh, have some fun with football. Now, Michael, I love that. And I think the cool part about it is you're sharing in a passion that we all have and you want people to be successful. I think, yep. I think an attitude of, uh, you know, me against you, I'm better or my takes. Yeah. Or my- that that's kind of just that's that's the self-centered old way of thinking. I think the, the best way to think is is what you're doing is you're saying, yeah. and I, I care about this with all my heart too. Yeah. I'm trying to win too. I want you to win. I want to be successful. I want us to be successful. I talked uh, to I talked to Anthony about that on on, on the FF faceoff. We talked about Gardner Minshew because on that Thursday show before the Thursday night game, we recommended Minshew to so many people. Yeah. And I explained what it's like being an analyst or being, as Brad e- Brad Evans put it, a fanalist, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm sitting there watching the Minshew game. And the first two drives, you go, this isn't going to end well, is it? You're and right. then all of a sudden, you, you're worried about yourself. But then minutes later, you go, oh, my God, I recommended Minshew to so many people. And it's just you sit there and you're like this in front of the TV, which if you're if, if you're listening, you don't know what I'm doing. But I have my hands over my face yeah. and I'm terrified. I, you know, so. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, it uh when 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 you lose I feel it too. I, I don't act like I'm smarter than you. I feel it too. Exactly. Well, I think that's the best part is that we're a part of a group, a community to circle back to a bigger theme we talked about earlier that is not about, you know, victory laps and and so when I won that 5k last week, I did tell people about it cuz I was, you know, all close. But here's what I said. Hey, I man. said I said so close cuz I lost. That was the truth. I didn't win that I lost the 10k by 0.6. So wow. you know, th- th- I had to put that out there. And then people said, congratulations. And here's the thing about it. I'm grateful for everybody who congratulated me. Not better than anybody, man. I got I, I one good lineup. Good good for you. Good we for you. All, we all put our pants on one leg at a time. Let's just keep it going. Let's keep building. Let's keep growing. And I think the coolest part about that is that now I have more followers. Now I have more people that I can hopefully build relationships with and do something like this with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we've been following each other for a while. It's not just this didn't happen overnight, but no. uh, we've been six, seven, eight, ten months, a year, whatever it is. But everybody else who's joining now, it's great. Let's build relationships. Let's get mm-hmm. all there together. And that's that's definitely where you're at, too. So thank you, sir. Thanks for coming on. I can't wait. You know, either way, whoever wins, it's it's good. It's not a bad thing. And, uh, you know, I won't talk too much shit if I do win. Just ask Chase. I did one tweet. That was it. Just, you know. Hey, listen. Um uh, anytime you want me back on, you just shine the bat signal and listen. Whoever wins, since this looks like such a close matchup, we could do a part two, mm-hmm. and if we need to, we could do a part three boxing like style. You know. Speaking of that, if you're not watching the UFC tonight fight tonight, I mean, come come on, I mean, just... I am gonna be going radio silent because I'm gonna do a little cards against humanity virtually with the wife and my brother and my sister in law, who's a fantastic person. So I will be uh, radio silence for UFC. But I will be checking tomorrow morning. Awesome, excellent. Well, thank you, sir, Michael. You are the true Hoff. You are the best. There's, there's no one else that I want on my show. Uh, David Hasselhoff, be damned. Don't let him know that. 
I, I'm wearing a German hat, so that's kind of where the tie-in is, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I will just say to all my German fans, Vashtidl, and thanks for tuning in. Have a great night. Win yourself some money in DFS. And if you want to steal one of our lineups, go for it. We would love that. Absolutely.